everybody. Welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry. The right music great book for Todd. Todd. Hey. How we doing? Doing good, Buck. A little long one on that one, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to extend my focus. <laughs> yeah. We get into these patterns, much like a married couple, yep. that we kind of know what the other person's going to do. And it's like, okay, now next, <laughs> you know, I should really listen to you more, Buck. I appreciate it. We, we should have a therapist on here and work out our, our problems. <clears throat> I think it, nothing nothing could be, uh, you know, everything could be gained from that intervention is what I'm saying. Yeah. And like, who's that other guy sitting on the other side of you, Todd? Oh, my God. oh it's Quinn. Oh, that guy. And again. Quinn, Quinn is on the show again because He's Quinn. He's back. Quinn did uh, a very long time, did radio with Buck on oh, uh, yeah. college radio years ago, did a, a show with me on KLSX that never made it to KLSX, so we're really happy that uh, after three years, we've gotten you into the fold and doing a bunch of shows with us, so thank uh, you. I'm just happy I got to use Heidi's microphone, Yes, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, where where did you... <laughs> At the KLSX <laughs> studio, he used I can see you doing some weird stuff with that mic, though. <laughs> she had a weird tongue, you know, yeah. sexy. <laughs> wow. So, Quinn, is it... Uh, You've been enjoying doing the show, or what? I, I love it. It's it's awesome. The drive is um is actually not too bad, but it's it's still you know I gotta gotta venture out of my comfort zone, but that, that that's cool. Oh, McQueen, I live in Redondo Beach. Have to come all the way out to Lakewood. My bubble in Redondo Beach. <laughs> well, as far as um, it is fun doing the show with both of you guys because this is an experience for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, we started our show together. Todd used to come on our show, right. so yeah, it's full circle. Full circle, baby. Yeah. 15 yes. years later, full circle, which is kind of funny. It takes some time, but the circle came around, yeah. 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 So listen, I um, had a, uh, was having a conversation recently with my father. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he's... Mr. B. He's a, he's a good man. You know, we get along, you know, he and he supports me in everything I do. Sure. But there is a point where it becomes... Where, where his interest becomes a little too intrusive shall we say mm. Mm. and you know when you know i've done a lot of radio over the years and he's always you know like to you know listen in and you know kind of did music for a long you know, time doing no fi yeah, radio yeah yeah like I, yeah I, you know I've, I've done i've done all kinds of stuff and and he always wants to hear what i'm doing and and you know give me some feedback and blah 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 so uh, he good, fa- a, a, a good father he's involved right, right. in your life yeah of course and, and and that i should be grateful for yes but okay here's the deal he uh, recently, when we were talking about this podcast, he says, "So you know, where can I listen?" And I kind of went, "Oh, here we go." I looked, at, <laughs> I looked at him in the eye, and I said, "Dad, you can't listen." And he he got pretty offended. I well, mean, he he was not happy with that. You're kind of like the FCC putting putting on the whole. I understand on him. that, you're, you're, but you're see, slapping a big parental advisory see, on his ass. It's the safety of iTunes, though, and I know that he can't he can't get to iTunes. That's the barrier. The there's, great thing yeah, is, yeah, there's no way he he would ever figure out how to hear this show <laughs> unless I walked him through it, which I'm not gonna do. But I, um, I, 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 I yeah. but. I see the thing that that I'm worried about, and I tried to explain this to him in a nice way, but of course he still got got pissed. I said, you know, it's not that I'm talking about anything that I'm not proud of or that you know I shouldn't, but I feel like if you're listening, I'm going to censor myself. I'm going to hold back. I'm yes. I'm not going to be who all that I can be. You sound kind of held back right now. Like you're holding it back a little bit, you know? This is not Quinn. Did you hear the last show? I did not hold back. Yes. I am finally feeling comfortable. Right on. So, Very um, good. And, 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 and I feel like if I know he's listening or he's going to listen, then I will probably 
You know, and, and he's like, I I was around in the '60s, and I've heard everything, and nothing shocks me. And I'm like, oh, you know, you don't get it. <laughs> yeah, this could be good for you though, Quinn. It could, like, you know, him listening to you doing what you love, doing this as a passion. You know, it could right. it could have you know good ramifications. Me, and my family. Uh, I think the last time I went to go visit my dad, he has a computer, so I typed in our homepage, mm-hmm. and he could listen to our show whenever he wants. I didn't like bring it up or anything like that, but I was just like, I typed in our our uh, website for you if you want to listen to our show, and just invited him to listen like mm-hmm. that. Um, but other than that, I know that some of my aunts have listened to my show. Yeah, particularly I shared that we have our show somewhere around. Uh, Thanksgiving holiday, and I know that the show we did during that time was, uh, we were talking about Richard Pryor doing cocaine out of uh, Pam Greer's <laughs> pussy, was that what it was? <laughs> yeah, no, no, he, he had done, he had put so much cocaine on his wiener yeah. that he had, her co- her her vagina was encrusted with blow. Oh. Right. She went to a doctor and there was actually... Be- became you know, a, a paste. Coke on her vagina. Yeah, she had a... Coke a, paste? A coke paste from Richard Pryor. <laughs> so... Oh, my I, God. And then I saw them at Christmas. Richard Pryor's Coke Paste. <laughs> that, that needs to be a product. Yeah. Well, why are we not advertising that product? Coke Make a note of yeah, that. Yeah. Coke Paste. But uh, and I mentioned to my aunt, I'm like, yeah, did you listen to our show? And, and she's like, yeah, I heard a few of your shows like that. So, you know, it's out there. Uh, I, I don't mind, you know, and I told them before. Yeah, yeah. And I have, you know, other family members where, you know, if they ask me about what it is or what I'm doing. I tell him, look, the word I use is blue, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I say, it's yeah. pretty blue. Yeah. And yeah. they kind of understand, like, well, maybe I don't want to listen to my nephew talking about certain things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They don't like to hear me cuss, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See, I have, the funny thing is, the, the, the good thing for me is I have parents that are really disinterested in me. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe wow. this is why I do this, because, Aww. you know, no one loves me. Great. Right. It's, you know, pe- some people say, like, they get real mad, like, my dad doesn't take a vested interest in my life. And I'm like, it's fantastic. Yeah. Right, yeah. That sounds like, great. Yeah, I'm talking about <laughs> He lives in South Carolina, like divorced parents when I was two. We have mm. this, you know, people are like, Todd, you, you, is, aren't you losing? No, it's fantastic. And so he, he doesn't know about it. My mother has no idea about it. Uh, basically, I don't talk about anybody in my family, uh, but my... Uh, my wife's sister, I know, listens to some shows, but my wife's sister is totally cool with everything. So yeah, she's cool. She enjo- she enjoys the show, so it's fine. But so, but if like my mother listened to the show because she's hyper religious, like she's like crazy religious, hmm. and so and and I had that upbringing, so. Uh, I try to make sure that she has no concept of what's going on here. You don't tell her about it. No, she has no idea I do the show. She wow. she knew I do radio in That's San Diego, and then we stop it at that. But mm-hmm. she knew I helped out with Brian Whitman's podcast. Hmm. And I was on Brian Whitman's show for a while. She's like, how do I hear Brian's podcast? I'm like, it's not online anymore. Because <laughs> she wanted. She was like, oh, Todd's working with Brian, because she, she liked Brian's work on Conway Whitman. And um, she doesn't say Todd's working with Buck. No, I say, li- <laughs> I say Buck's coming over at 9 in the morning. What's going on? Exactly. That sounds a lot weirder. <laughs> Being a married man, Buck's coming over at 9. What's but it, going on? But there? it is funny because it's like we're the, – the thing is it's like who do you want reading your diary is how I see the podcast. And like the podcast is like we talk about things in a way that maybe in polite social company you're not going to talk about. Right. But it's the things that people actually feel and think about. So, mm-hmm. you know – they're not going to get offended because this is how adults speak. Right. But to people who can't handle that, it's best to not put that in their face. They're yeah. just from a different school than we are. 
And I just, you know, older people, I don't think they even like or would listen to podcasts. Right. You know, there's no elder, there's no retirement homes bumping far See, out. that's what I like about podcasts is that there's a little more involved with, you know, with it than just, you know, turning on your radio and, you know, turning the dial. It, it's, you got to get a computer, you got to type in words and. Well, that's harder for a certain generation. <laughs> so. But, but it, it is weird. I will look back, and I've probably done, you know, 400, 500 podcasts in my life, various yeah. shows, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you could assemble two hours' worth of clips of me saying the most heinous things in the world <laughs> out of context in the name of, of right. comedy. Right. And we're, ma- we're making jokes, but we're also being, we're being really honest. Like, I fucking pissed on my dog the other day, and we talked <laughs> about it, you know? But, I mean, that's what normal people live like, I think. <laughs> Next time on the Far Out Podcast. She was my sexual soulmate, and we do things like that, and there's nothing wrong with it. But Quinn, the moment you get a woman in a hefty bag involved in a sexual situation, you're now a deviant. It doesn't matter what kind of woman this is, Quinn. You're wrong! Anytime bondage is in there, it's a bad thing. You're wrong, too! What am I arguing about? So moving on into something that maybe I wouldn't talk to my mother about. <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, the other day I went to the local, there's a local bar here. The, uh, By the way, on t- uh, oh, fuck it. You guys can read the program description to figure out what we're talking about today's show. Uh, I, uh, I, w- I went to the local dive bar that's right right next to my house. So it's Snug, great. Snug Harbor. The Snug Harbor. Yeah. And I can walk <laughs> right up there. And it is, it's kind of a... That's a gay bar, right? It sounds really gay, <laughs> right? Snug Harbor. Like Regal Beagle yeah. is a lot more manly than the <laughs> Snug fucking Harbor. And by the way, I was on my truck, someone was wearing a Snug Harbor shirt. Uh, oh, yeah? And I'm like, what the fuck? Where did you... Like, why do you have a Snug Harbor shirt? He, they actually uh, he makes shirts. He's a shirt manufacturer, so yeah. he, that was one of their clients. But I mean, oh, yeah. I've never seen a Snug Arbor shirt, and I would never rock one because it just sounds gay. Yeah, right? I, I thought uh, I was really bummed out the first night I moved into this neighborhood because we live by Long Beach, which has a huge gay community. I thought, cool, a gay bar I can walk to up the up the block. But no, uh, it's no. a straight bar full of rednecks. <laughs> you were. T- <laughs> You were depressed when you heard it wasn't a gay bar. I was very depressed. Yeah. It was rednecks ah. listening to country music. But so I, I go there, you know, uh, all the time. I walk up there and have a drink, and I know the bartenders, and I know the clientele, and I've got some friends there that I always see. That, you know, it's kind of cool to have a little place where everybody knows your name. Unfortunately, everybody knows my name in the Snug Harbor. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. so my, my buddy Chuck, we all know Chuck. My my buddy Chuck calls me the other day and he's like, "Let's have a drink." So we go down to the Snug Harbor. So, sorry, when you go into a Snug Harbor, do you hear do 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 like the the Blue Oyster Bar? Come on! Oh, I'm no. referencing Police Academy here, people. No, but it's not a gay bar, dude. It is. It's a straight bar. I'm telling you, it is. <laughs> we'll we'll go there after the show. How's that? <laughs> so we'll me- gay that shit up. <laughs> We'll gay that shit up. If it's not gay, it will we're, be. We're going to try and make it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do play some Bowie sometimes on the jukebox. Saying it and freaks people, people, out. people look at you weird, right? Yeah, like, All the young dudes. <laughs> I was playing his new record. But, so me and Chuck go out to the bar, and, and Chuck's a wild card. But I, I am the kind of person that, like, my friends run the gamut. I got friends that run, sure. that, like, own their own law firms, and I have friends that are just complete nut job artists and musicians mm-hmm. that I love. So, I, I mean, that's that's one of the 
joys of my life. Yeah. So go out with Chuck, and Chuck's a wild card, but he's one of the funniest, most talented people in the world. So Chuck and I are just having beers and hanging out at the at the Snug Harbor, and then some guy sitting next to me, we're watching like a Dodger game, and some guy sitting next to me uh, happened to be into doing radio voiceover work. And for my work in the advertising world, we employ people who do voiceover stuff. So I start talking to him, and he's like, oh, I want to send you my demo, and blah, 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 blah. So he's trying to get a gig off me, so I'm I'm placating him. Mm -hmm. And we're having a conversation. And to the left of me, Chuck, who's a wild card, is getting kind of drunk. Yeah. And all I hear is... Is he drinking whiskey at this point, or is it just beer? Yeah, he's boilermakers. Yeah, he's pounded the whiskey. The the brown alcohol. And so he's doing brown at a straight bar. (laughs) <laughs> and he, all I hear is some guy talking to Chuck who looks kind of like a redneck guy going, so do you think you're white trash? And what? Chuck's like, I'm not fucking white trash. And then like some aggression starts. Wow. Yeah. Some aggression in the, the Snug Harbor starts. And I'm like, oh God, it's 1230. I got to go to work tomorrow. Like I had time to go like that. So I, I, uh, I kind of kindly escort Chuck out. It was getting heated. Yeah. Hmm. Getting heated yeah. talking yeah. to this guy. And the guy's like, the, the guy looked, I don't know. Fucking redneck, right? And so eventually uh, we go home, and like Chuck, Chuck uh, just drops me off at my house up the block, and then I think, oh, all right, that's the night, blah, 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 who cares? Yeah. Next day mm-hmm. I'm at work, and I get a text message from Chuck, and he's like, those bitches ran. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he went back. He went back oh. after he dropped me off. Oh. Obviously showing how much of a ride-or-die friend you are. <laughs> you know, it's just like but, he actually went back without you and was like, fuck you guys. But honestly, <laughs> bringing me into a bar fight, not the smartest yeah. move. Yeah, you're not much of a deterrent. But no. usually people leave and then bring back all their friends. He he, he, he came back solo. He came back right. alone and was like, okay, now I'm ready to fight. <laughs> right. But he's a big guy. Chuck's a big dude. All right, all like, right. I would be afraid. If Chuck, Chuck used to be a bouncer. Yeah, he, he used to bounce at one point. He used yeah. to bounce at some of the big, wow. biggest yeah. bars in Long Beach. Yeah, so, so he knows what's up. So evidently, Chuck was going out looking for a fight. I got home, slept in my Tempur-Pedic. <laughs> <laughs> and so the next day, he's like, those bitches ran. He's like, I, he went up to him and confronted the guy that called him white trash and uh, ran the guy off in the guy's big-ass truck. And two guys ran off after Chuck confronted them. Wow. So yeah. now here's the problem. I've never had that type of power. You can never go back to the Snug Harbor. Yes. Now, oh. this is my local joint. Now, if I see this guy, this guy's going to try to start a fight with me. Just association. Oh. Just because I'm associated with Chuck. Oh. Now, I've been to that bar for years, but I don't want... I, I can walk up the street to the next bar, Boomers, the, the, the biker bar up right. the street. Right. And so I was like, oh, my God. So am did, I going to... Did you recognize this guy? Is he a local? Do you know He's who a he local. Is? He's a guy yeah. who stops by the bar a lot. Yeah, you're fucked. So... Yeah. Chuck just fucked me out of my, my bar. Yeah. So I was thinking that either I don't go to the bar anymore if I was a bitch. Which is unheard of. Which taught, not going to a bar. Yeah, you know. that's unheard so, of. So I decided that I should, uh, if need be, maybe get involved in an altercation if it means preserving my bar. Wow. Hmm. Wow. So I'm going to have to learn a little bit about how to uh, <laughs> conduct myself in a bar fight. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too into bar fights. I am into breaking them up. Hmm. I am kind of the Mother Teresa of Mother's Bar in San Pedro. Mm. Uh, we were. And that's a rough joint. I've been there. Yeah, it's it's not the best place in the world, right? So a lot of, a lot of neon in that place. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> inside. Ne- a lot of neon and bad cover bands. <laughs> I see your blood by the neon. And uh, but they do play CCR sometimes. Yeah. The cover bands. So, it's good. Yeah, not not bad. But 
there's always just Pe- a lot of pride in Pedro. Pedro is not lacking in the pride department. No, you can tell a guy who lives in Pedro by one thing. He has a shirt that says <laughs> San Pedro, San Pedro. On it. And you can also tell we have a lot of pride by the smokestack uh, that has San Pedro blazoned upon it. It's awesome. Yeah. So we're very proud of our pollution. And, uh, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of pride going around. And uh, I guess our friend Saul. Like, oh, yeah. I was playing golf with him yesterday. We were celebrating your, your wedding. We were going around Pedro and bar hopping. He got into it with someone at Mother's Bar, and I don't know what it was about. It was something about, you know, sitting here or sitting there. And this guy had some backup, and he could have really kicked Saul's ass. So I had to, yeah. I had to step in, again, be the Gandhi, be the mm-hmm. Mother Teresa, yeah. and just, like, calm the situation down. Like, no, nah, no, nah, he didn't mean this shit. But it's really like I don't like being that person. Yeah. I'd rather, oh, you'd you rather be fighting or you'd rather no, just ra- not be no, involved? No, no, no. I'd rather – I, I want to see the fight. I want to yeah. be on the outside mm-hmm. of it, kind of like – Oh shit! It just happened in front of me. I didn't have time to react, but really, I did. And I just yeah. want to be on the. Uh, I, I, I'm a uh, what is it? Observer. Now I I went to the voyeur. S- I'm I, a voyeur. I went to the same bar twice a week for about ten years. And Back in your drinking days, before in, you decided to quit drinking. In that amount of time, I saw one bar fight. Just one. Was it good? I mean, it depends what you think good is. I mean, was it I bloody? Mean, was it violent? I'm, well, here's what happened. It was two drunk guys that were just obviously, you know... Chuffed to the bits. Just mm-hmm. just macho idiots. They were standing at the bar, and you could tell that they their conversation had turned ugly. Yeah. Um, you couldn't hear anything that they were saying. Cause you the, know what they were talking the, about? Mu- no, music's too loud, but... But you could tell by the body language, everybody saw them right away. They mm. were like moving their their arms, and and their faces were red, and just, and, just and, do, just and they bro, they just were you know, screaming in each other's face. A lot of bros going. And around. then hey, one of them hey, takes his beer bottle and breaks it over the guy's head. Wow, like a like a like the, a western film. The, <laughs> The guy goes down. Yeah, wait, how did the how did the glass break on the guy's head? Did it just break in half, or did it shatter, or it? Kind of like partly shattered and and partly just fell down. But the 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 glass breaks. The guy g- hits the floor. Fights over in thirty seconds. It's Was like, he knocked it, out? Yeah, yeah. And and they carried him out and uh, called did, the, called the police. Did the guys run? That, that no, hit, hit no, no. They the, uh, somebody restrained the other guy and police came. Like I said, the whole thing lasted like thirty seconds. It was a very efficient bar fight, <laughs> but you could see how adept the bar was. To yeah, the yeah, fight. no, no, they because yeah. Well, have you been? Also. Have either of you been to the zebra room? Actually, <laughs> yeah, Quinn and I yes. have been. Todd, I've seen Quinn Todd. get aggressive on people at the zebra room in Torrance. Todd. Again, a Todd, very, a very gay sounding bar, the zebra room. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Todd was there the only night of my entire life that I actually tried to start a bar. Yeah, you're starting shit. You're starting shit. Wow. And it was because somebody bumped into me the wrong way, and I... As all bars, fights start. I, yeah, exactly. I, got, I got offended, and it, it I got in the guy's face, and wow. I was... I was screaming at him to buy me a drink, and yeah, you did say you say you need to buy me. Like he disrespected your personal space. You demanded satisfaction. Wow, (laughs) wow. Todd Todd was was wearing a a tie too because he was selling refrigerators at the time. Yes, at Sears. Oh my god, that that is so funny. But did I come to your aid at least? I wasn't a bitch about it. Um, yeah, you know, I don't think there was really much that needed to be done. I mean, again, it was all. 
you know, over pretty quickly. And and I'm sorry, you got a beer out of this? Uh, he he bought me like a rum and coke, which I did not wow. need wow. <laughs> at that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you, you, you scared know. the piss out of this guy. <laughs> you scared the I, fucking piss out. I of this scared guy. him, and he rewarded me wow. for being a dick. You yeah. know, I, I'm not proud, but it, that's how but life it, is. It's still, a, still a funny story. Yeah. Though. I my, my favorite bar fight I ever saw was at the Red Room on Fourth Street in Long Beach, which is kind of where the neighborhood turns a bit. Yeah, and uh, I was there and just hanging out with a buddy, and we're sitting at the bar, and some guys in there with a girl. It's like it's a total hipster bar. Yeah, they got a popcorn machine. I love that place. Yeah, I love love the Red Room. I, I used to, I could almost get my mail there back in the day. <laughs> and I, I was sitting down, and it happened real fast. This guy was with a girl, and then it was like his girlfriend or something, and total like hipster looking dude, like not intimidating or scary, and he just grabbed her by the neck. Really? And like like starting to get ready to like choke her, right? Strangle. And then everybody turned around like, what the fuck? And in two seconds, the bartender, who was a really skinny, like not, not a big looking dude, he flew over the bar. It was like he got superhuman strength, like ODB pulling a car off of, of, of a baby. Right. He just jumped over and he grabbed the guy <laughs> by his hipster belt and grabbed him by the hair, right? Which was a... That's a bold move. One arm on the belt, one arm on the hair. And from, the was, ba- from the back. From the back. Yeah. And it was about, I'd say, about uh, 40 feet to the door. And it was one of those swinging bar doors. And he grabbed him and he just thrust him through the door, whacked him, opened the door with the guy's body. Right. Yeah. And then picked him up by the belt and then put his kind of arm that was on his hair forward and slammed his face on the concrete outside of the bar. Whoa. Damn. And everybody in the bar was like... <laughs> the guy put his hands on a woman yeah. and just slammed him down. I guess he broke the guy's nose either on the door sure, sure. Or, on or on the on concrete. The concrete. Oh my god! And then the woman ran out, and as the guy was like, "Man, it broke my nose!" The guy was just gushing blood, and the woman stood next to him, and she was like, "Why'd you do that?" Yeah, of course Why'd she's you? she's immediately sympathetic for him. Right uh, for him who who tried to choke her. It's right. like, dude, Chris Brown needs to get his ass could, beat. Could he have been demonstrating? Something as a, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, Are you coming I, to the age? I know choking it's, a woman. It's 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 impossible to give somebody like that maybe the they, benefit of the doubt. There is no benefit of the doubt. Quinn. Maybe, yeah, maybe right. she's one of those people that likes to be choked during sex, and he's having <laughs> he's having a hard time with that. And he, he's not accepting of it. And he's like, it's, well, what if I just choke you a little bit like this? In a bar. Yeah. In, in, a public, in a public place <laughs> with people watching. Well, well, maybe he's just trying to sort out the technique with her in a public place. Like, uh, this it, rationalization. She, she didn't say her well, safe well, word. I'm, I'm just talking about my Saturday nights. I'm sorry. But, uh. <laughs> so I, I feel that you know maybe I need some instruction going into the next bar fight that I might sure sounds I like, might be involved in you need so, sounds like you just got all the you know the help you need <laughs> well if anything too I mean once you see a chick bar fight yeah. oh man that's on oh that's oh that's yeah there's no best. no rules and you oh, you awesome. just you just claw and you just let it go you just oh, let man. that shit go yeah, yeah. It's, it's a nice thing so I have some audio clips here from mademen.com <laughs> where they're gonna tell you how to win a bar fight oh nice so let's see what we got here no, I never liked that show but alright madman Made men. Hi, I'm Mike Capes. Today I'm for the win. I'm going to teach you how to win a bar fight. All right, so you found yourself in a bad situation. You're about to get into a bar fight. The first thing you should do is just plainly walk away. I can't walk away because I have to win my bar. You know, I have to win my seat at my bar. <sighs> you did walk away. You got driven yeah. home. You know what? You know what? Uh, you know, well, I, keep playing and I'll, I'll come back to this later. <laughs> 
But if you must fight this guy, I'm going to teach you how to knock this motherfucker out in one punch. Yeah. Let's get started. So before you make contact, you want to make sure you use the right knuckles. What you want to do is use your index finger knuckles and your middle finger knuckles. Oh, so you don't... I always figure that if you're going to hit a guy, my natural inclination would go middle of the fist right, to the right. guy's face and not hit him with just the front two... I mean, look at, those are bulbous good knuckles. I have good yeah, knuckles on yeah. me. You can, mm-hmm. you can fuck some shit up with that. But, but I always feel like... I always have these dreams where I'm like getting into a fight, but like my arm's going too slow, and I can't quite get the gumption up to really fucking lay one. And I have, I have good long arms. They're not right. strong arms. Right. But I feel like I could, you know, if I have to fucking hit this redneck. Yeah, they're long and lanky. Mm-hmm. You could yeah. fucking hit someone from across the bar with that shit, man. Not use your ring finger or your pinky finger knuckles, because again, those can break very easily. Mm. Let's get into knocking this motherfucker out. Yeah. There are three places you want to focus on. First off, the temple. Ah! Oh. Bam. Ooh. Next is the nose. I'd say the throat. The throat? Yeah, you hit someone. Ba-ba! You just hit someone in the throat real quick. Ba! It's over. And then but that seems like a harder thing because the chin is guarding it. Mm. Also, like, you can like collapse their. I mean, if you, I mean, you can actually kill somebody that way. I think. Hey, that, hey Quinn. I, hey, yeah. This is life or death with me. Well, okay, but <laughs> my I'm spot at my bar means bitch. something to me, yeah. Quinn. I, I, I believe in in you know weighing your options very carefully. Plus, you don't <laughs> you don't actually hit someone; you hit through them. That's what you oh, yeah? need to learn. You, you you don't hit someone in the face. You hit through their face. You ever hit somebody, Buck? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. How'd it feel? Huh? Well, it was <laughs> it was a while ago, but it felt pretty good. I got to admit. Wow. Yeah. 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 And who was this? What yeah, happened? I don't want to say. All right. I don't want to say. But uh, Your parents aren't listening. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Neither are yours. But uh, yeah, I mean, last time I was in a fight, what, uh, 10? It was about 10 years ago. When you were 10. Yeah. No, when I was 10. <laughs> I beat up Jonathan Eckhart in the fifth grade, and that was it. <laughs> I got down with him. I used to always box with my friends. Like, we used to always really? have boxing gloves, me and my buddy Steve. And there's always guys, they were always bigger than me. Yeah. So I'd always get my, my butt beat, but I was scrappy. And then we, one time we were boxing on my, uh, my buddy's lawn in Torrance, my buddy Steve. Okay. And best man at my wedding. We, we're, we're boxing. And then this uh, this new kid was like looking to buy a house in the neighborhood. And he's like, he's like, all right, you guys boxing? Let's box. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's box. And so then and this kid beat the shit out of you. This kid fucking <laughs> in one hit almost knocked me out nice. and just like jawed me to the ground. And I was uh-huh. like, note to self. Bam. And finally, the jaw or the chin. Hmm. Have, right, you ever, so have you ever been hit in the jaw? Like, you, you will feel, like, when I used to box with my friends, they would take a shot at me right in the jaw. Sure. And you feel that shit in your jaw for, like, days after that. Glass Joe. Yeah. I Mike Tyson's punch out, dude. You go for the jaw. I have a glass jaw. Wow. Yeah. Mr. Glass. Something no, nobody ever knew from the podcast. They called me Mr. The blood is on the first two knuckles and right there on the temple. That is a knockout blow. And you just learned how to win a bar fight. I'm Mike Capes. You've been watching For the Win. All right, so that's the uh, that's the win. Mm. No, not the best advice. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I got to know where to hit the guy because that's that's a number one job. For a run away, which right. I already did once, right. and now I got to really get up there. So I'm I'm thinking I'm going for the nose. Okay, so let's play. Let's <laughs> replay the situation. Let's reboot this uh, <laughs> franchise here. So you and Chuck at the bar. You're probably just me alone going for a drink you're tonight. Dri- you're driving away. 
and then you say, let's go back. Okay? Fuck that noise. Fuck that noise. Let's go back. You turn around, and now what? What's your mentality? I mean, because you, you got to become another motherfucker. I'm going to get J.C. Pinkman. I'm going to be like, sup, bitch? Oh, wow. And then, then I think that what you do is you start off with, like, trying to act like you don't want to fight. Hey, what's up, bitch? And the guy is kind of like, and everybody's kind of not sure about it. And then right. you just, strike once! And then I just fucking give the guy a good one to the nose or jaw and then call it. You cheap shot him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I mean the redneck guy is going to be bigger than me and probably more experienced at the, the fisticuffs, you know? <laughs> when's the last time you were in a fight, though? You asked me, when, when's the last time you were in a fight? It was like boxing with my friends. It's been, I've been like 19, maybe, since the last time wow. I've gotten to a, a fight with a dude. I, I've had times where uh, I've been thrown. Or I almost, I was at a club one night, and I was at what Club are you, Bang. What are you, a midget? <coughs> there, have been t- there have been times when I've been thrown. I weighed 130 at the time. I mean, come, come on, dude. Todd Tossing. I've been, I've been thrown. <laughs> I, was at a, I was at a club. I was at Cafe. It was, it was at Club Bang, which is like, kind of like a Brit pop club in Hollywood. And I guess I was kind of drunk and dancing like a jackass to pulp. <laughs> right. And there was his brother there who was like a big dude. And I guess I had stepped on his shoes. Oh, you scuffed his shit. I scuffed his shit. Yeah. And then the guy got in my face. He's like, what the fuck, man? You're fucking with my shoes. And then I did the only thing I could do. I hugged him. Oh. oh. He didn't, he that didn't was know not, how to That was it. not the reaction he was thinking. Yeah. I hugged a large black man. And then he was like, all right, we're cool. And then we were good. So why not try the same thing with these guys at uh, the Snug Harbor? Because it's a straight bar that we... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, earlier. was this West Hollywood or Hollywood? It was, well, okay. it was West Hollywood yep, where I hugged yep. him in. So he was like, okay, I'm, I'm in West Hollywood. This is not my area. He just hugged me. I'm getting out of this. Right. Went in Rome. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. we got to turn Snug Harbor into a gay bar. That's the only way you're going to be accepted there, is if we turn this place into a gay bar. As a straight man? Well... We got to do something. You want to go back to the bar, and I don't know if you can put up a fight. If you want me and Quinn to back you up now that we know how to fight, <laughs> now that we just heard how to fight, because last yeah, fight you yeah. were in was when? Oh, never, and, and now I feel like a pro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, no, it's not going to happen. We'll, we'll come in there, fucking wear metal, metal militia shit. We'll look, we'll look all OC'd out. We'll, we'll, we'll toss around some bros. Hey, bro. Hey bro. You know, hey bro. Hey bro. Yeah, bro. yeah. We'll look real intimidating. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, if you've ever been into a bar fight, show at faroutpodcast.com. Email us or put up a comment at the faroutpodcast.com website. For Quinn, for Buck, huh? this is Todd Perry saying, kick ass. <laughs>